share that other background. Fantastic. So this is just so that if I do a bad job at talking to users, I can track the progress. If I do a good job, it could be there as live example for, for people. Um, yeah. Let me jump right into it. So I'm curious to know what Copy AI's story with pricing. How did you guys get to the price you have now? How did you get to 35? Why 35 and not something else? Yeah, we actually started off at 99 for the monthly plan, and it was so high that, and that not many people would convert. Um, and then so we decided, well, let's take a look at our unit economics based off of our early user feedback and use cases. And then 49 seemed to have healthy margins while also at a price point that kind of made sense for the everyday average user. Um, and then we had the advice from a close friend who's like, create an annual plan as soon as possible. Um, and then we're like, well, we want the annual plan to have like a pretty steep discount, something that feels nice. Um, and so we came to about $35 a month. It's not quite half. It's not quite, it's like, it's a nice solid discount. Um, and then at the same time, the annual price is 420. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's how we kind of did our initial pricing. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So from 99 to 49, that, that would have been the surcharge people pay for monthly and then this discount for, for yearly. Um, how do you feel about, did you ever think about going higher or lower? I'm more interested in lower, especially because you already went from 99 to 49. Yeah, we thought about it. Um, and one way that we kind of tried to lower the price is by giving people free seats. So we actually give away two free seats with every solo subscription right now mm -hmm. uh, you're effectively getting three seats for the price of one and that's pretty powerful um and then right now if you add additional seats beyond just the first three it's 15 dollars a month mm. uh, or 126 per year which that is about like 10.60 have you guys experienced any problem with pricing anything that made you say ouch or this is a headache or something like that um, it may eventually become one because we are in the mindset of how do we deliver the most value and delivering value here means running the AI the most for a user, which means, um, cutting into our margins. So yeah, there's some scenario where we think that, you know, we'll need to play with our, um, thing. Yeah, besides playing with the prices, is there any other kind of problem or is everything nice and rosy down there? Um, sorry, could you repeat that? No worries. I was saying be besides this thing you just mentioned, playing with pricing, have you experienced anything else or is everything perfect in the land of pricing? Not ah, perfect. Um, so one thing we did talk about early on was exactly your product, which is like, can you lower the price for certain countries? Um, and we actually made that request to Stripe. And then I think Patrick Collison even actually responded and was like, hey, he like tagged one of the PMs and was like, hey, take a look at this. Um, but the hard part for us there, and the reason we haven't done it yet is our generations are fixed are variable costs for us. And so if we lower the price too much for like a country that, you know, we would actually literally be losing money every time they use it, um, which could be an issue. 
Do you mind telling me a bit more about how the thing with Stripe went? So Patrick tagged somebody. Did you hear back in regards to no, that? No, it was all on it was all on Twitter. It's oh. like there's a tweet thread and he's like Patrick's like, what type of product improvements can we do? And then Paul's like, well, can you like, you know, lower the price based on the country they are? And this was like a long time ago. This was like right when we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, interesting idea. And then he tagged this other guy. And then the other guy I think might have reached out, but then it didn't go. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, have you looked up anything to solve this problem of, so you said you would have the problem with fixed or variable costs, but um, I guess nothing will stop you from increasing prices in some countries or, you know, making the gap the other way. Uh, have you looked up anything to try and solve this? Um, Besides tagging Patrick? No, because we just haven't been able to take it on technically, um, nor like the time to deal with it. Um, right now, we need to deliver more value to our users. And so we see pricing as like this extra kind of thing versus like product right now is our main focus. Um, if we can get to a good enough product and get to enough scale, I think we can eventually lower pricing because as we get to a larger scale, our pricing could flatten out, or at least our costs could start flattening out. Um, but yeah. That makes no. sense. And if you would, you know, there's always a gazillion things in the list of problems, but you can only focus on so many, which is maybe three to five. Would prices be in top five or is it outside? Is it after this most important? It's probably outside the top five right now. Until we can deliver more value, we can't really play around with our price. When you say deliver more value, it, it, how would you calculate that? MPS, uh, a revenue figure, growth uh, percentage? It's probably usage. People aren't using it nearly as much as they would like. They know it's valuable, but they don't see the direct value. So we have product improvements that hopefully will help them see that direct value. And then it becomes much more of a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. They're excited. They're very excited when they sign up, but then they kind of peter out after a few months right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess in that top five, more of a thing would be retention and mm-hmm. I, I guess engagement or I don't know what other word, but somewhere along these lines. Mm-hmm. But then you're saying that you would get down to this. I'm just repeating to see if I got it. Once you know your product has these uh, holes in the ship, so to speak, fixed. Yes. So more of a late stage problem. Cool. That makes sense. Um, what you're telling me is uh, negative in the sense that it, it invalidates my thing, but it is helpful. So uh, I said this on some other episodes where I got a negative feedback, as in not, not negative, uh, but negative indicators that ultimately, if I keep hearing just negative stuff, you are part of saving me two years of my life working on something nobody wants. So that's why I'm saying it is helpful, although it might not look like like it's going in my direction, which is fine, which is fine. Um, It might be a little different because our viewpoint on the world looks very different from like an indie builder, like Bruno or something like that. And the reason ours looks different is because we took VC money. So we are on the tread, meaning like, we really need to go. We don't have the luxury of like kind of you know, playing around and we need to go. If we don't figure out true product market fit, we die. 
It's very interesting you say that because the reason why I wanted to, to chat with you is I, I kept talking to bootstrappers uh, and they tell me, no, 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 look at these guys at VC fund because that's a late stage problem. So my, my, my aim is, it's very useful what you're telling me. This tells me that I should look even further at VC funded, but maybe post-product market fit. And I guess if, if I get no's from there as well, that's yeah, sure. That's really the, the, the last indicator. Okay. Beacon size might be actually, is it Beacons or Beacon? Yeah, Beacons are the AI. Yeah. They might be more interested, but even then they are getting to product market fit. Their pricing is much lower, mm -hmm. um, like $10 a month, but they are trying to go global. So that could be somewhat interesting where it's like $10 a month for somebody in this other country could be worth a lot more. Um, you should also go after the really, really high margin businesses. Our margins are okay, but AI is expensive. Like Beacon just hosts a website for them and can get $10 a month. That's really compelling. Just because it's like a lot and their margins must be insane. Like 95%, yeah. you know, on a pure like cost of goods sold um, standpoint, if not higher. Um, yeah, so I would look at those types of people. It is, it's, it's very related because, you know, when you do these kind of discussions, you say, oh, look at myself, everybody's like me. But then you talk and you get feedback from people and you say, well, not everybody is like me. So in my case, I'm needing price unlock for myself in my main business, where we as well have 95% margins. We, we authenticate luxury items. So people send us, but it's a digital service, it's not SaaS. People mm -hmm. send us pictures and money. We tell them authentic or fake and we charge 20 to 100 bucks. And um, this is why it is B2C. We have three to 400,000 unique users a month. Wow. Um, so it's a, it's a different type of breed. And I, I had this, this hypothesis, hypothesis that it might be useful for SaaS because you don't have 280 products. You only have probably two products in Stripe monthly, yearly. Yeah. Uh, so that's four, maybe two, maybe six. But um, yes, I am getting invalidation for that, which is once again useful. It's saving me time. Because um, like, I don't know how many what other startups you've talked to, but for us in particular, it's like our AI is expensive and charged in USD, so it's really hard for us to lower the price for other people, um, you know, profitably, especially at scale. What's um, your What's your reaction to A/B testing? Because so in thirty seconds or less, price unlock would work like this: you connect to Stripe. You get an HTML embed for every pricing HTML element and you integrate it in the payment on the payment page. So you guys have tried for free. That wouldn't be the payment page. Uh, that would be probably in the billing section. So then we, may, we make sure we show the user the correct price and we also charge them the correct price. And yes, one part is localization, but the other part is going up with prices probably is A-B testing. So a set of rules, stuff like that. So you can see how people respond to 79 a month or something like that. What's that your- would be, But it would need to be consistent across the entire experience. So if they hear about it on a website form, hey, this costs $49 a month, they go to it and then they see it's like 79 and they're like, what? Like there's a competitor of ours that just got acquired and the way they got acquired was like overnight, they raised their prices from 39 to 79 without telling anyone. And everyone was just like, what the hell is this? Um, that's my main fear of A-B testing specifically pricing. I know from the profit well guys 
that it's like, this is something that they do need to, that, like it's worth testing. Um, they keep saying like, you know, you should be testing every single quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know how they run tests. I don't know if A-B testing is the right way to run tests. The way we've been testing is by creating discounts. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, hey, if you uh, sign up within the first, you know, four days, we will, if you, we will give you like a 40% discount. And then well, we want to see what does that conversion rate look like. I, I get that. That just tells me I'm too much in my head because I say A-B testing, but really, uh, A-B testing makes people think is at the same time. You could do that, but you can also, and I guess this is where the most of value is to avoid what you said, scheduling tests. So weeks one to four, this price, weeks mm-hmm. four to eight, this price, which is bad wording on my side for using A-B testing. That'll be, I guess, pricing tests, scheduling in advance, head to head, oh, sorry, back to back. Yeah, um, that could be interesting. For a lot of SaaS companies, that could be really, really interesting. For word of mouth, it does tend to be a little bit harder, I think, but I don't know. I don't know. How attractive, Don? Sorry. What was that for me or from you? That was for me. Here, give me one second. No worries. Um. Yeah. Hmm. We do get asked about price a lot, and because we're more of a B to C sort of company, um, that does like it gets around. People ask, and then it's like, "What's the price?" Oh, forty nine dollars a month. And if that's not consistent with what they're seeing, that could be a little bit annoying. Um, earlier on, that might make a lot more sense, where people just don't know your price. We have like these passionate communities that monitor these things like 24 seven. Talk to me about the enterprise, if you will, about the enterprise section. You guys do, I guess, one-on-ones when somebody reaches out. Not even. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually up to 20 seats and then they have to email us if they want something beyond that. We're experimenting a lot there. Um, and there's a whole lot. Enterprises are a whole different piece from the day-to-day consumer. Um, and so we have some ideas to tackle that. Talk to me about this idea of having a, do you know ClickUp? Yes. Do you happen to know their let's make a deal button on their pricing page? I do not. They have a button right below the sign up page where they say, let's make a deal. You click that, a mode pops up with the form, name, email, and you basically submit an offer. You say, I, I'm submitting an offer for not $35 a month for copy AI, $26 a month for 27 seats. So it's kind of like submitting a bit for the enterprise plan. What I think uh, ClickUp is missing out is also a card field so that you could accept right that moment. Obviously, it's down to negotiation, but maybe somebody uh, sends in an enterprise deal, uh, an enterprise offer that you might be accepting, and then you just instantly sign them up. How, how does this sound to you in an effort to solve this problem, which you actually don't have, but I'm sure you know that it, it does take time or... It, yeah, it takes time to get to a price in an enterprise deal. Are you on the ClickUp page right now? I am. That is actually really interesting. 
That is really interesting. The reason why I'm asking is because in this product that I might or might not be making, I'm pivoting. One of the things I was I, I can think of is helping with this enterprise, which you can do by yourself. So feel free to take it and run away with it. But I think the value add is also in a in the back end. You have a table with all the offers because that becomes an order book basically. I know you yeah. were in finance, if I remember correctly. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, there that we makes go. a lot of sense. Market. Yeah, so it's an order book, and you can start a conversation. But maybe one month growth is a bit slower, so you want to cash in on that on a few offers that are favorable but not too favorable because then as you said people speak about it and the that, that might hurt you um how does this tool product idea sound to you that's actually really interesting oh man i'm happy you say that but i need to be wary because you said that's not a problem you have right now you're not you don't have the wound open from spending too much time on enterprise deals or offers or whatever. We do have a financial aid farm. And then people will give us like, how much would you like to pay per month for a copy AI plan? Right. We don't have that for enterprises. Feel free to, because I don't think it would take you more than a couple of days at most to make this. So um, um, it's just, we don't have many enterprises in general because our website and stuff is not designed for enterprises right now. Right. It's designed for solo creator and everything like that. If we wanted to attract enterprises, it would be a very different look. Um, that is something that we want to experiment with. What if I make this? That's really good for inbound. That actually fits our model really well, bottoms up SaaS. Um, having that order book would be really interesting. Another use case of it, which is more risky, so uh, I don't know, but it is a use case, is increasing your prices a lot, but not something out of the you know, out of this world. And then using this kind of form to see where there's a concentration of prices. Yeah. Yes, it is a it's not it's a bit duct tapey to ask people how much would you pay for it? But um, if you make some copy, copy AI, that says, that tells people, uh, look, we might or might not accept, in a nicer way, we might or might not accept your price. And obviously it's not instant because if you want instant, you're going to pay 99 a month. That would be a nice uh, pricing experiment to see where people vote with their money. Because as I said, I think ClickUp is missing the card field so you can actually accept it or reach out and start a conversation with that. Uh, person or group of people having a dashboard and then being like yep this one this one this one this one this one would be really interesting that's exactly it because uh, i looked at the financial world and i love this the, the idea of an order book where the the idea of price the problem of pricing is outsourced to the so to the multiple people in this net of buyers and sellers i don't know what the order book looks like yes that single price yeah if, if I do this thing where you embed a, um, that text you've seen on ClickUp, which is let's make a deal, but obviously you could change that copy. Maybe you want to say, let's talk or something like that. And in that embed that you add on your website, I make the form which connects to this dashboard where you have accept offer, deny, talk to the person or send counter offer, uh, 29 a month, something like that. Walk me through, and I can see you're a person who can be direct, so uh, you won't hurt my feelings if you say no, because 
the first part of price unlock doesn't seem to get validation, which, which is why, why I love having this conversation recorded. What's your reaction to this side product, which might be a product in itself, this embed thing, all that stuff? worth experimenting with um at our current stage we don't have the manpower to do this just because i wouldn't even want to do it now just because we're not in the experimenting phase we are in a rebuild phase right now we are trying to rebuild the entire app off of our Webflow Firebase backend into something that's much more Robust. stable and customizable and long-term. So we're building out to React, Next.js, and all of that. So all of our time right now is spent focusing on, let's get this new UI shipped, make it feel good, make it work a lot better. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I just want to clarify that I'm asking, if you're responding to that, uh, sorry, I'm asking just about this embed for send an offer for enterprise, not for the A-B testing and all that. Leave that right, aside. right, right. Um, and so I'm trying to talk through my thoughts. Oh, okay. Because um, like the reason, like so after we finish all of that, that does become potentially more interesting. We do want to test out enterprises at some point in time. Okay. My thing here is like if you're at scale and you're ready to you know do that, it makes a lot of sense. You do need to look past both further product market fit. We don't have product market fit yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you'll have to look past both. That's where this gets actually really, really valuable when you're trying to optimize the smaller things. Right now, we're trying to still figure out where do we actually become super valuable? Mm -hmm. We don't have, we have this wow, and then it's like, oh, well, I don't really use it. Where does it become like, oh my God, I can't stop using it, or like, I have it open 24 7. And so, then, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go on. Sorry. Yeah. And then it would be like, okay, where do we go from here? Now? So even if I tell this piece of info, which is uh, that embed should take, especially in Webflow, should take a minute or two to embed and, you know, some customization. This is still not the right moment because you want to get product market fit and then explore enterprise deals and all that sort of thing. Unfortunately, we just can't get distracted. And yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It's valuable, but for us getting the marginal dollar in the door right now actually doesn't matter we're still default debt so until we know that we will survive it's really hard to do these sorts of experiments but that is a fascinating idea and i would highly suggest talking to some post product market fit like people about that um the let's make a deal pop-up not the localization or a b testing did i get that correct yeah. Well, well if I, sorry. Yeah, let's let's make a deal. Yeah. Man. Oh, <laughs> actually, really. Okay, so another trend that's kind of annoying is that everything's moving towards enter uh, usage-based pricing. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. Like Snowflake, you know, all of these companies tend to be more usage-based, or like, hey, you you get them something, you take a percentage. Yeah. Um, 
that's harder for the make a deal because then it's like, oh, make a deal. And then it's like, what percentage am I willing to offer? But that could be more interesting too because like some industries have lower margins, some of them have higher margin. Um, Thing is, you don't have to accept And At the end of the day, that's also a lead list of people who voted with their money. I'll, I'll bite a lesser amount of money. But um, yeah, it would target, if I, if I do just this, let's make a deal thing, it would be just for pay for access, like, standard pricing per month eventually if it gets validated like exactly your position once we pass product market fit and we see that we help people yeah for sure um cool uh let let me just end with this because uh i guess we're you're running out of time is there no i've already asked you about problems with pricing no, you already answered before I even asked this, this thing of what other thing. Uh, uh, price unlock sounds like a good idea for me, but I'm either not talking to the right people or it's actually not as useful. Uh, I'm making so I can compare stuff like 20 versus 1999 versus 1990 and then go up and down. But I just need to see if I'm looking at the, ro- the wrong type of people. Um, cool. I wonder if you can, um, like, let's make a deal if that becomes your way of like, you can change the placeholder and see if, you know, people react. Do you know what I mean? No, what, change the placeholder. Talk to me about that. Yeah, you, you click, let's make a deal. And then the pop-up comes up and there has to be some sort of placeholder. It's like, I want nine seats for $9.99, right? Yeah. You can change that placeholder text. So as soon as it pops up, it says like, I want 10 seats for $10. That's like a very low price point. Or you say, I want 10 seats mm. for like $50. Or right. like, let's say our product's 50, like for $40. And then you would be able to like, like that placeholder is where that pricing kind of starts. Yeah, you're right. Because even on ClickUp, that nine and five anchors you a bit into, I mean, obviously you're already anchored by the price you've seen on the page. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's like a very, very minor thing. I would not validate that until after you validated yeah, the, the problem the problem with this let's make a deal thing is that it, it will be for, as you said, post-product market fit or people who do enterprise. So they're a bit harder to reach if, but I, I guess I just have to not get attached to the idea of reaching out people who are bootstrappers because you know we can reach them. They're, they have their DMs open and all that. Whereas enterprise deal making kind of company have these big barriers around them. Yeah. Um, Cool. Anything else you would like to add? Although I'm the one asking questions here. No, I think you're working on fascinating stuff. Um, the one thing I would suggest you think a little bit, it depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to like create a bootstrapping SaaS, this is a great idea. But Which if you one? really want to hit home runs, I would think a little bit bigger. Um, try to think like, you know, further. Um, ProfitWell has a really good example of this. Have you seen ProfitWell? Of course, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like they do a great, great job for us. And they make it so easy. You just plug in and then it's like, they kind of do the work for you. That sort of model is like best. And I think that's where the world's going. So we kind of eventually want to be that too, right? You just plug in and then, oh, yep, yep. We just help you create content. And it's like, gives you a superpower. Um, are you talking about the fact that they have that freemium with analytics and then you're one step away from their paid stuff? Yeah. So you were you a lot of value with the freemium and then like the next step is just so much easier. So the stuff you're praising was their freemium analytics tool? Yes. Uh, it's their business model in general, which mm-hmm. is like 
man, once you have it installed, you just don't uninstall it. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's solid. Um, and then they also take a piece of like whatever money you can save, you, um, which is like very good business model. Um, but it's like a more of a platform play. And I feel like something you're working on in this space will also have to be like a platform play. Platform play, what, what do you mean by that? It's like you have multiple services that really just work really well together. So like ProfitWell has, you know, retain. Uh, retain and then they have the engagement and all of that where it's like hey you re it really helps you get a good sense of where your business is at and what you can do to improve it and all the numbers yeah i guess that comes with time as you step a bit in the adjacent area of the same way well i don't i don't want to ask you for internal secrets but i'm sure you guys have some adjacent areas in which you want to get with copy ai like trying to figure that out yeah yeah how much time have you got on this it's 36 fast i am late for next another meeting um oh, but i do like really jamming it's been great you know you provide a very fascinating viewpoint that you're thinking through things very well i hope that helps and it pays off quote unquote for, for your time on this uh, on this call. so i hope you guys will do it and you'll see some roi with it because you give me some insight as well uh, i'm stopping the recording now for a talk to your user i just have one question